Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Dave, Home Service Business Coach, and I'm coming at you with another podcast episode today. Uh, today and a few coming up in the future are actually going to be a little bit different, which I'm excited to see. Uh, those of you actually watching along on YouTube here, I've got uh, Landon, who is our growth advisor here at Home Service Business Coach. And Landon, how are uh, things going today in your world, my man? Yeah, things are going good, Dave. Um, cannot complain. It's been a, a real pleasure to onboard more clientele base. And then obviously within two weeks, man, we've been seeing like massive growth with the yeah. clients that we've brought in thus far. So um, really, it just is a really uh, fulfilling. Yeah, no, definitely. This will be a fun one to uh, to record with you. And I'll, I'll give you the mic in just a second. And just so everyone knows, a uh, little bit of background on Landon. Um, this guy lives and breathes uh, sales, but he's just a, a relationship guru, I like to say. So Landon has actually joined my team now in this last year to help me with uh, a lot of these enrollment calls or strategy calls, as we call them, because there's only uh, one of me and I am so uh, loving helping all my clients grow their business that you know, to sit on Zoom all day with prospects, I needed to go, you guys have heard me say I needed to go who not how. So Landon is my who here helping uh, out in the sales department. So his title is uh, the growth advisor at Home Service Business Coach. So if you are feeling like booking in a call, you're probably going to be talking to Landon uh, and maybe yep. talking to me in the off chance Landon is uh, is sick or away traveling or, or doing the other one of the other million things that uh, that he does here. Oh, you're too kind, Dave. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's transfer in, guys. We're going to be calling these uh, episodes uh, like hot seat podcast episodes where uh, Lan and I have done next to no preparation for this. We've just turned on uh, the Zoom recording here and uh, he's going to be putting me on the spot here and uh, I'm going to be fully transparent. If I don't have uh, an answer, I'm going to let him know. And uh, we're also not going to really be editing these. We're just going to let them rip because I love uh, authenticity and keeping things organic. So Landon, I'm giving you the mic here, man. You you guide us on today where we're going and uh, and what we're talking about. And I'll try to drop some gold nuggets along the way here for our listeners. Sounds good, Dave. Thank you for that uh, wonderful intro. So today, everybody, we're putting Dave on the hot seat. And the topic for today, surrounding yourself with great people. How important is your circle and recruiting? Uh, when growing a home service business. So again, that association piece of the puzzle there that Dave, how many times have you mentioned that on the, on the podcast? Man, I too, too many to count. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you guys think about it too, like listening in, it's like, you're, you're only as strong as your circle, like personally, and your business is only as strong as your people. So I think what a, what a fantastic episode that uh, landed to be spearheading here. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. So Dave, I got the, the first question. We'll kind of take it easy on you, even though it is the hot seat and then we'll kind of wrap up from there. So um, pretty basic. Why would you say, what would you say surrounding yourself with the right people with is so important? Why would you say that? Yeah. So, you know, like I was saying there, kind of going a little deeper here, like 
when you choose to run a service business, you're basically choosing to be in the people business. Now, every business on earth is, is going to need people, but I think when you choose to run a service business, it's extra important that you hold a really high bar for who you're actually hiring on your team. And, you know, we've worked with now, Len, and I was telling a member the other day, we've worked with 47 uh, contractors now to get mm -hmm. them off the truck, systematize their business. And what we tend to see is kind of this Superman or Superwoman syndrome where, you know, I've went into business, I got this, you know, I'm forging my own trail. But I think a lot of business owners in our space are actually pretty, they do a pretty poor job at building out a team around them to support them. And then I think you deal with like, I'm stressed out, I'm burned out, I'm overwhelmed. You deal with all the ramifications that come from that decision. So I think this is good to be talking about, uh, you know, what kind of leader are you in your company and are you attracting, you know, the people that want to join? Like, Landon, I'll throw it back on you. Like, tell me why you joined this potential coaching opportunity. Like, you know, you didn't just, you know, you've had a lot of other job opportunities. You're very gifted in sales. Like why, why would you join something like this? Maybe let's throw it back on you for a sec. Yeah. Good, good call. Uh, core values. First thing that sticks out to mind, you know, Dave, we go way back, man. Uh, and for people that don't know, Dave was actually my old high school soccer coach That's way it. back in the day. So um, that's when we kind of met and forged our relationship. And throughout this, um, I guess, journey we call life, our core values have, are like very similar and aligned there. And, you know, with all these other job opportunities, yeah, they might have one or two, but with home service, the reason why I chose that is prim primarily the core values, you know, because when you are, let's say you're hiring your first technician or hiring an office manager, you know, you should be able to know very quickly if this person is going to be a good fit because they could be like the best at what they do. But if your guys's core values are not aligned, that's going to create tension potentially down the line, which then that cascades into a whole bunch of other issues and you're not going to have an HR person. There's no need for that. Yeah. So you're going to have to deal with it with your own and everything like that. So core values, Dave. Yeah, that's really good, man. And I think just a rabbit hole trail on that a little bit, like I think two that come to mind for that we both share. One is being excellence, right? I think mm -hmm. I texted you this morning, you text me at 620 in the morning. I was like, oh, that's what I call a sleep in. You're like, who are you kidding, buddy? I've already been up at five. I'm crushed my workout. I'm reading. I did my devos. <laughs> like you're already well onto your day. I think we share the love for whatever we touch, we want to do a very, very, very good job and be the best in the world at it, whether that's mm -hmm. being, you know, a business coach, motivational speaker, your fitness routine, whatever it is. And the other one I think mm -hmm. we share a love for is just service, right? And mm -hmm. you were telling me the other day, we're booking all these calls for the coaching program. Great. But you're like, hey, not everyone even is worth us offering uh, our coaching offer to because they're going to dilute the quality of the program, therefore not allowing us to serve our clients at the highest level. So keeping that high bar, you know, if you wanted to make more money, we would just give an offer to everybody and twice on Sunday, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, yeah. no, we're going to hold a high bar of service because we know what's getting built here. So I think those would be just two top of mind that are my own Dave Mormon personal core values that I think we, we share alignment for. So what Landon's saying is when you bring someone on your team, there can be an incongruency of core values. And that's mm -hmm. like 
where kind of that that rub is where it's just like I don't think this is a great fit and a great way I like to do a little test is like when you see this bad boy ringing and you see who it is if you get that like feeling like drops like not in your stomach it's like why is this person calling I'm it's, it's usually because your core values just don't align so that's my little like ninja hack on that, maybe that's, it's like, not that's a good hack but, Dave that's yeah so one. I like that can can take that for what it's worth but yeah I was just thinking about that the other week absolutely um another thing I'm gonna rabbit hole just one quick second is kaizen so everybody that doesn't know that word you, we have it as a core value at revive uh, it's, it's a Japanese word for constant, never-ending improvement, tying back to this idea of excellence. And I think that when you jump into one of your pieces of advice that you gave me is like, hey, man, stop having, um, you know, shift your mindset from a short-term to more of a long-term game plan. This idea of Kaizen, I think, is important. So with your home service business, you often underestimate, you've heard this before, what you can do in five years and overestimate what you can do in a year. So having this broader long-term game plan and, you know, honestly, we're going to do a shameless plug for home service. The systems and what we teach you are stuff that you can transfer to area, any area of life. And secondarily, for you to build a sustainable business, because I always tell people on the call, if you don't succeed, we don't have a business at the end yeah. of the day. And if yeah. we can't, if you can't sustain your success, obviously, it falls back on us. We gave you and in a, in a showed you how to implement them. So it, it's true though, man. I think most um, things online that people can buy, there's not like a hard and fast, like ROI guarantee, what am I getting? And, you know, I think everybody wants to be a business coach and, oh, I'm not making money in 90 days. What's wrong? It's like, well, because you're chasing the money and you're not actually chasing the service. And I think like the day you sign up to become a business coach or any coach to help somebody, you're in, you've got to care about that, that uh, member, that student, your client, call them whatever you like. you got to care about them more than what's coming into the bank account. Obviously the money is nice. It's a great, great lifestyle, but I think most people don't have this, like they have it all flipped around. Right. And, and we mm -hmm. say that at revive as well, right? Like money, the client paying you, that's just the byproduct of you fulfilling on our brand promise. You did a great job serving that, you know, there's a mentor of mine, he calls um, uh, a dollar, a certificate of good deeds. And I'm like, man, that's <laughs> so good. Like, it's just yeah. like, that's the reward for, for what you get. Here's your, you know, allowance, you did a good job. So I think that's an important way to look at whatever business you're building. Uh, what are you actually offering? And like, if you're doing slap and dash service, um, you don't have the Google reviews or the testimonials. Like, yeah, nobody's going to want to hire you. Like, you know, quickly yeah, on this, absolutely. when I ran my student painting business, um, nobody knew about me at first. And obviously everybody starts somewhere. You've got to get your first client, but I just built out reference pages. There was no Google reviews back in two or maybe there was, but we weren't using them back in 2009, 2010. I would print off reference sheets of each neighborhood. So I could turn up to a quote and say, here's five of your neighbor's phone number and their name, mm -hmm. give them a ring. And it's like, when someone's coming out with that kind of like social proof here, call my clients. Okay, this person's not selling snake oil, like they're actually legit. So I think that's yep. uh, an important note as well, like the, the power of that social proof there. 100%. And, you know, that's why we're so transparent with our reviews or um, referrals here too. It's like, you know, obviously, we're not going to be able to get everybody on board. But it's like, hey, I've you know, I, I always say, don't take my word. Don't take that other guy Dave's word for it. Take the results of the clients and you can, uh, you know, talk to them as well. 
need be. Um, but yeah. Dave, I guess we'll move on to uh, yeah. question number two. So you mentioned there, you know, you started off, you probably, you know, in your painting business, 2009, 2010, you probably weren't around proper association or you didn't have the network you have today. What is one of the biggest things you've seen with upgrading your network over the years? Like one of the biggest changes, it could be mindset wise, business wise. Uh, what is the biggest change you've, you've seen and found? Yeah, it's a really good question, man. Like, I think the first thing is people think, oh, I want to grow my business, work with the business coach. Like I get that, but I actually think you grow yourself personally first in a, in whatever program you use, choose ours, choose someone else. Um, you grow yourself first and your business like growth follows in tow of that almost as if like, you know, your, your trucks pulling your trailer with your washing skid, right. It just follows where you go. So I think that's important, you know, back to my story, like I did start in a painting franchise and actually think they did a good job uh, initially creating like community, right. There was like, Oh, there's a leaderboard and, when I would book a three grand sale, you know, I would jump over the guy in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I would text him and be like, oh, I just, just, you know, hopped over you, you know, have a good weekend, kind of like you're always kind of <laughs> yeah. busting each other's chops. And like that, that is so good as like a 20 year old entrepreneur, not knowing much about business, but outside of like, and not all franchises do do a good job with that. But I think the student painting model is really good um, for doing that. But I do think those listeners listening in now are probably not in a franchise and like entrepreneurship can be very lonely and you know the, mm. the buddies you go to the pub with or go golfing they're going to ask you like how's business going and it's like like end of conversation right and so I have a lot of friends that are not entrepreneurial but I know what I'm going to be talking about and then I have friends that also have businesses and you know my little sister for example we can totally derail our Thanksgiving dinner if we want to just going back and forth talking <laughs> about KPIs and booking rates and, and reviews and blah, blah, blah. And so I think for me, I made a really conscious choice when I got out of the franchise system to, um, to level up. And that was done through a, a business community that was done just on my own. I try to do, um, you know, one coffee meetup per month with somebody not in my network that I can just meet. Um, and so I don't really love the word like picking your brain, but just like, you know, almost mastermind and make a connection. And I think the biggest thing with getting in a bigger room is you just, you change your level of thinking. And I've made content around this, but when I had my student painting business, I thought I was killing it, right? Having, uh, I had, I think one crew at the time and I was like going to business school and, you know, I'm really happy with myself. And I ran across a guy, his name was Josh and Josh had a painting business as well, but for the rival painting company, right? For college pros, wow. university yeah. painters. And uh, he's like, Hey man, good to see you. How's your year? I'm like, Oh man, we're rocking it. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, we're going good too. He's like, I've got four crews going. Uh, and I'm like four crews. He's like, and I have a production manager. So he's like, all I do is sales and I'm like, boom, bigger room. I'm like, I need to go mm. hang out around Josh. Suddenly I'm in all his classes, right? Sitting by him. But it's like, <laughs> that's association. That's where I first, that was my first lesson in mindset of like, when someone's further ahead than you, it's not like jealousy. I hate this person. It's like, mm -hmm. man, let me go get around that person and sit at their feet and learn. And it's not all mm -hmm. about revenue and profit margins that, that, equate success but I do think it getting in a different room changes how you think 
And it also, you, it changes how you view yourself. Are you, I posted today in our Facebook group, simple question. Are you a business owner? Or are you self-employed? And it's like, that's the million dollar question. How do you view mm -hmm. yourself? And I think being in a, in a room with people further ahead than you, like be the small fish, hundred percent, put your ego aside and just seek mm. to learn that that's how you're, you're going to grow yourself. I think. Absolutely. I mean, pride is a, is a huge thing. And I'll, you know, I was working out two weeks ago and, you know, there's that stigma around old guys at the gym, you know, I'm doing my thing. And, uh, you know, he walks up to me and he offers a bit of, a bit of advice and, you know, I, I could feel it. I could feel the, the pride starting to rise up. You know, what the heck does this old guy know? I've been working it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, no, remember, nope, listen, hear him out. Turns out this guy used to train old school bodybuilders back in Scotland. He's met the greats, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dorian Yates, wow. Tom Platts, all these great guys. And he's taught me so much in a three hour span over a course of two weeks than I have learned in the past year. So I would have not been able to get in that better association if I let my pride get in the way, thinking that I know everything, um, which is just yeah. simply not the case. So I love that you touch on that point of like, you know, and, and I, I, I think it uh, too, you sh if you have room to hate on somebody that's farther ahead down the line, you don't have room to actually get to that person's level because there's enough uh, food at the table for everyone to eat, so to speak. Um, so it's just not, it's just kind of small mind thinking, Dave, uh, you know, just to your point. I literally wrote in my notes this morning. Uh, I heard I, I can't take credit. I heard this on a podcast and the, the podcast uh, coach, he was saying uh, losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning. I'm like, yeah. Man, that, like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, it's like you should so be looking just forward and the only reason you look in the rear view is where did you come from like I you know I'm running revive and we've got um you know 10 20 30 70 competitors however many now I can't even keep track I spend about four hours per year researching who's in the market to start this year what's kind of their USP um you know their unique selling proposition and you know kind of what do they have going on and it's like I used to do a lot more of that when we were like didn't really know the business, but now that we're learning it, your competition is literally just who Revive was last year. What was the quality mm -hmm. of the team? What did we do? Um, where, where now, like, I think too many business owners look left and right. And I did mm -hmm. make a, a piece of content on this back months ago on called dealing with the competition, if you want to deep dive that more. But I think it's just only look back for your own progress, but keep like 80% of your brain power on, on the forward trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that could, I mean, we could dive into comparison and, and, uh, you know, I could, having that competitive nature, like I'm going to beat this guy, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, but, you know, if you're having to beat him, tearing him down, or, or you feel bad because, you know, you maybe you look at Revive, I've heard this on calls before, they, you know, Dave's my idol, Revive's my idol. It's like, note to self, we're humans, we're learning yeah. every single day and optimizing. The best we can we will never have everything figured out goes back to ties kaizen and excellence yeah. and all these kind of different things so uh, i would like to touch on that so dave brings yeah. it to our last question but dave landon you've said you know you got to get association i've heard this before it must be true how do i go about doing that you know i can only read so much on the internet i can listen to podcasts which is some sort of median and form but how do yeah. i actually expand my network 
Yeah, no, that's really good. Like, you know, I think the uh, the biased business coach in me says join our program, but only if Landon <laughs> only if Landon actually grants you an invite. But yeah. what what like this is what I did, right? And and I didn't have a lot of money getting this business going. Um, so I ninja hacked it, right? I've uh, I cleared out my bookshelf here because we're moving, but there's over 200 books here that have been read on my bookshelf that I am, you know, very very proud of, and that really helped shape who I am today as a person, as an entrepreneur. Um, number two, I used to do a whole lot more than I do now, but rather than a monthly coffee meetup, I was doing those a lot more regularly. Uh, weekly might be exaggerating, but a few times per month for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Three, uh, podcasting. Like, you know, when I was growing this business, I spent a lot of time, years driving to and from estimates you better believe I was listening to a whole bunch of podcast episodes. I would wager thousands of hours listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So notice everything I just said in those three didn't really cost money. Most business books, I just asked for birthday and Christmas gifts from my, uh, yes. wife, yeah. my wife, mom, and grandma. So I'm covered there. Um, and so, uh, and then get, get the audible app, obviously, right. If you've not heard of that for whatever, 15, $20 a month, you get a book credit every month. That's great too. So like all those are extremely cost effective. And then typically what I'll do is I will research online. Obviously you join Facebook groups, YouTube, but there's always that tipping point in your entrepreneurial journey where your income will surpass. It's like a graph. Your income will surpass the time it's taking you. And mm -hmm. that's when I pull the trigger on a coach. So for me with Revive, we were seeing some momentum. I was getting free stuff. I went to the conferences, whatever, um, had to join a program and 15 months, boom, Forex the business, right? Um, mm -hmm. Same with this coaching business. I got it to a certain point, lots of fun. Now working with a coach, like boom, going. And so I'll, like, I think I will usually research too long. I'm, I'm Dutch by my nature. Uh, I very <laughs> much, I very much value what a dollar is. Um, that's just my upbringing. And so if someone says, oh, it's this much, you know, I, I'm always thinking what kind of value can I get? But I think as you grow as an entrepreneur, you're not thinking cost, you're thinking investment. Um, yes. And you're always yes. thinking how now when I go throughout my day, I'm thinking, how can I work out my day in 15 minute increments for maximum value? And as that kind of graph starts to cross time slash your, your income, I start valuing now my time a whole lot more than I start valuing um, than money. But for many yep. years growing this, it was like, man, $1,000, $2,000, that is a lot of money. You need to really hold that carefully. Um, but I think too, that's how you develop a love for the business is when you can build it from nothing without, you know, a hundred thousand rich uncle investment. It's like, just yep. be profitable on your first job and keep growing the snowball. So uh, absolutely. Um, I hope there is some value there, but I feel like we kind of jumped around, but that's kind of what I'd have to say on the whole, um, association piece and how do you do it and I would say like I tell everyone start your business part-time grow prove the concept grow it to full-time I think some people think you know joining a coaching program at 5k in sales will get them to half a million in a year well if you don't have a little bit of momentum and you're not living and breathing and sleeping this mm -hmm. um, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be tricky so it, it's kind of that thing too with the the mindset of the entrepreneur absolutely and I think that yeah, like when you're, you know, uh, we'll call it personal development. I don't like that term, but we'll use it. You know, you almost, it's like 
this law of attraction, you start to all of a sudden just run into people that are like-minded. They also own a small service business in another industry. And it's like the work, it's that iceberg, you know, uh, people see the 5%, don't see the 95. It's in the 95% in the dark by yourself. When you're listening to these podcasts, reading these books, having those one-on-one coffees that nobody knows about that all of a sudden you're out in your daily life. And it's less like you, you know, you start to attract different people into your life that you can learn from. I mean, every single one of my mentors, I've been blessed with some amazing mentors has come like from the most, like, I'll tell you the latest one. I met him. My dad was at a car show and, um, they just, they, uh, my mentor walked past unknowing at the time said, Hey, nice car to my dad. They started talking, let alone, uh, I come to find out this guy is a, a, like a stupidly wealthy man with an incredible knowledge. Um, just like you could not, I did not write that down. That's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that took six years prior of me in those 95% in the dark, just like it did for yeah. you in, uh, in the painting. So I would say work on the mindset as well. Um, you know, do everything that you're saying and do n- never you, I, you said you spent six figures on your personal development, yeah. right, Dave? Yeah, I'm over 130 grand now um, and counting. So, but yeah, that's uh, over the course Any regrets of, uh, on that? <laughs> not, not one, man. You know, this yeah. could be a whole nother one. Let's talk about what a college degree actually does for you. I think that would be fun to riff on for a future episode. But, you know, I think, again, entrepreneur mindset thinks um, I drop $1 in the bucket. I want to get $10 out. Um, having that, you know, not to take it from Grant Cardone, but I do think that that 10 times return is just a great like base psychology to have when you're looking uh, at where you put where you go and invest your money. I think it's, uh, it's important. And I think a lot of people think too short sighted, they they overvalue it's called uh, the endowment effect, I believe it's called in psychology, where you overvalue what you currently have. So if you have Mm. five grand in your bank account, like, the endowment effect would say you actually value that too highly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you actually hold it a little too tight to the chest where, you know, some people need to hear this right now. Like you need to give up a bit of control and actually invest in yourself. And some of you need to hear, like, you need to actually gear it down, uh, and stop spending like crazy. So usually mm-hmm. the people we coach Landon will see tendencies where they're like, a little more sandbagging conservative, like I generally am, right? If if mm-hmm. I will usually dumb it down a little bit. And then you've got the other people who come on your growth call and say, you know, I heard this one the other day. Um, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, you're dealing with uh, an exceptionally gifted individual here. I'm going, okay. <laughs> you know, it's uh, kind of, yeah. you know, not, not to pump yourself up at all, but this is how it is. So I think kind of knowing the client's tendencies to do like some people are like, Oh, I want to hit 300 grand this year. I'm like, man, based on your trend, what I see with these systems are help. You're actually selling yourself too short. And other people come out of the rip and say, you know, I want to be four location, uh, $10 million operation. I want to do it in 14 months. You know, nothing's impossible, but the stats aren't really telling me that's where we're heading. So yeah. kind of finding that middle point for that client, coach them up where it's just enough of a grasp but that and that's what we all want in our life is you know i think tony robbins says it 
um, um, progress equals happiness, which I think it's like, Huge. you, you want to just be out of, re- you just want to throw those little five uh, pound donuts on the, on the dumbbells, right. You, or on the barbell yep. that you just want that little more progress. That's what, what we're all after. The, the Goldilocks rule you're, you know, there's, what's that? You, uh, oh, you don't know. Tell okay. me, no. So, you know, take a bell, everybody imagine in their mind, you have a bell curve, right? Mm-hmm dead center that bell curve is optimal performance just like tony's saying it's just out of your reach mm-hmm. so it's challenging you but it's not too difficult if something is too easy you'll you'll gain boredom if something is too difficult you will quit so finding that what psychologists call the goldilocks zone to tony's point just out of your reach is is huge you know always stretching yourself but if you stretch yourself too much yeah. know that that elastic band will bite you in the butt if you don't stretch yourself enough you're not going to grow. You're not going to expand your business. So to go back on the, on the point of money, let it go, man, have the risk. Everything you want is on the other side of those thoughts, those fears. If, you know, I have this five grand, I need yeah. to hold on to it. It's like, if you, uh, you know, Dave, uh, you know, we, we both have uh, stock options. You're, you're uh, you know, we have other investments on the side. What investment has ever netted you back a five fold return within one year? That's a great question. Five X return. Um, I would say that's a really good question. I, I think it's gotta be honestly in yourself like that, that would, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, I I've had some real estate, um, stuff that's done really good, but again, that to me, it's a little bit out of your control, right? You buy a yes. property, you manage it. I don't know what the market's going to do, but I do know when I turn 50 years old, I'll be happy that I did those moves when I was younger. Um, but I think for that that risk, exactly. I think that immediate payoff would be more into yourself, right? If you threw 10 grand into yourself in some kind of a program of some sort and worked with someone who was further ahead than you, um, if you can't get a five times on that in 12 months, I think something's either off, um, with Mm -hmm. the teaching, the, maybe the mismatch of the student to the, to the coach, or maybe it's just something with the student psychology, but I, I think that that would be it for me. And as an entrepreneur, you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you're not putting something into your growth. Again, we don't all have 10 grand ready to throw at a program. Fine. Do you have 20 bucks a month? Like if you don't, if you don't have that, like, come on. So I think that's yep. where, you know, we got to stop just kind of believing the uh, excuses that we tell ourselves. We don't have money. Um, I think we need to just pick up a couple books and, Again, whole nother episode we could make, but just on how a few select books have really transformed my psychology. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know that will be the same for the listeners on the show as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're dead right. You invest, uh, you know, saying two grand, Dave, you're either going to buy up by chance, guaranteed working on yourself, guaranteed investing into your business and allowing it to grow. Love well, it couple last things too, man, like investing in yourself, you're investing in, in what's called a locus of control. And, and this is one thing I did take out of business school is your internal locus of control says, if I put money into myself, I'm going to bet on myself to succeed because I'm going to do a to B to C to whatever. When you go external locus of control, Oh, the market's tanking interest rates are up. Oh, COVID mm-hmm. blah, blah. All those things landing can control. Neither can I, 
Um, I think I watched the news this last year for about six minutes. Um, and it was just last night because we actually had a feature on us on Revive, kind of newsflash, kind of cool. But it's like, <laughs> it just, it doesn't even register to me because I'm so in my lane that the mm -hmm. external, if I can't play a part in helping like create the outcome, yep. it's just really hard to wrap my head around. So as an entrepreneur, you're like probably 85% internal locus of control. Obviously there's factors and different markets and in things that can happen. And that's where resilience comes in. But I think a lot of it, especially as like a sub million dollar home service business, a lot of it lies in your control just to go out and get after it. One other thing just coming to mind before we wrap up, um, you've got to be bold with association. I'll tell a quick story. Two mm -hmm. meetups I had in Starbucks. One was with you, Landon. I came yep. into Starbucks, I don't even know when, five, seven years ago. And this guy is like reading uh, all these uh, self-development books. And I'm like, man, and I hadn't seen you in a while. And I was like a yes. great point to connect on. And I'm like, this guy, I've got my eye on this guy. He's going places in life. And it's like, now, you know, we work together at Revive. Now we're working together in coaching. Super cool story. Another point, um, exact same experience with another fellow named Austin, friend of mine as well. Um, mm -hmm. met him in a Starbucks. He's got his painting contracts. You know, I'm, I'm on a date with my girlfriend at the time. I said, Hey, um, it just take half hour. If that's cool. I'm going to go meet this guy and just see what's going on. He ends up joining my company. He's the production manager and, uh, we're catching up next week, grabbing lunch. It's just like, these things don't just magically happen. You need to dial up your level of boldness to level nine yes. out of 10 and just go in and say hello. And that's like, you know, could be for professional advice uh, or for, uh, you know, meeting uh, members of the opposite sex as well. Like it's literally just, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go down that road, but it's just, that's the level of being bold as an entrepreneur is in some level of relationship building. You got to kind of be scrappy and make your own circle to some degree as well. I love this quote that ties beautifully into this. The grass is greener where you water it, not on the other side of the fence. Yeah. yeah. Just love that. So Dave, yeah. hopefully uh, the people took away some value from that, man. I love it, man. And we're, uh, we came in pretty good time here. So this, uh, this, this was a good one. Do you got any uh, famous quote to wrap us up or uh, how, how should we sing to the outro here? It's the first one we've done here. You put me on the spot with a quote. Um, Jeez, let me look at my wall here. Um, no, Dave, uh, you're, the only thing that comes to, to mind is you never rise to the level of your expectation, but you always fall to the level of your preparation. That's the first thing that shot into my mind uh, on wow. the spot. So it kind of ties in beautifully to working on yourself, uh, doing all the things necessary to the systems, whatever it may be to implement your business. You'll never reach what you have in your mind's eye. You usually fall short of this. 10 million in 14 month business, but you'll fall to the level of your preparation. I love it, man. Well, let's end there. We'll, uh, I got the mic in hand. We'll drop the mic on, uh, on that. <laughs> that's a, that's a quotable quote. If I ever heard one and thanks to all the listeners uh, for listening in, uh, Lan and I are going to do this again. So we will see you uh, on the next episode and uh, take care guys and keep kicking butt. See you, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.